Here's the thing about having a podcast. At certain points, you either got to speak on the issues that's occurring in society because it becomes too much to bottle in or you can continue on like nothing's happening out there and it doesn't affect you. And at the end of the day, uh, do we feel better for it? No, but we got it off our chest. And like everything else, we have to bounce back and continue to live on and live life and do what we have to do. But with that said, man, we have a great episode for you. Sorry you had to come on this somber note. We know everybody's reeling. Uh, no matter who you are, um, you feel something about what's going on out there in society right now. I mean, I just pray that everybody continues to stay safe, um, you know, and, and act responsibly while they're protesting. You know, you can't really stop what's happening. Um, you know, once you have an action, there's going to be a reaction. And at often at times, the reaction isn't pretty. So, you know, Prez and I, we had to do what we had to do as far as speak from the heart. And some of you may agree, some of you won't. And we're fine with that. But we want to open up the floor for dialogue. So definitely hit us up in the comments. Tell us how you feel. We want to have constructive conversation no matter who you are. So with that said, rest in peace, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. And it's a damn shame I can name so many more. I just want to play a quick clip for you guys before we get into the show to kind of it kind of encapsulates how black people in America feel. Um, and it's between, you know, a fort, I think a fort middle aged man, a 30 year old man, you know what I mean? Coming behind him and also a 16 year old. And they're just having a conversation about how all of this and I'm going to keep it on police brutality on how they feel. And it's just raw emotion. And and then you kind of could that could set that that's going to set the tone for the entire uh, pod here. So just, you know, listen up. You know, we'll get into the show. We, we worried about this. I understand. You, but we won't stand up for I understand. They get killed on the day. Talk to me. I understand. How do you? I'm tired of this. How do you? I'm 45 years old. 45 man. and I'm 31. And I'm tired of seeing this. And you the older generation than me. And I right. am too. And we've been standing but around tell you as something. the older ones taking all this bullshit. Always hoping for a cool by fucking y'all. Come here. Always standing around for a cool by y'all. Ain't nobody coming to protect us. Let me tell you we got to start our own fucking life. I understand. But let me tell you something right here. This 16, he's 16. Oh my God. Kill him, he's 16. What we going to do? You tell me. What we going to do? This ain't the way. Because they ready to let loose. If the United States president say, if you loot, we shoot. Then you see what's going on. I know it. It's on your mind. But it's time to stand up. So at this point, at this point, I'm ready to die for what's something. going on. Let me tell you something. That's the problem that we got. What you see right now, it's going to happen 10 years from now. And at 26, you're going to be doing the same thing I'm doing. You understand that? 10 years. You're going to be right here too. But he also got to So what I need y'all to do right now at 16 is come up with a better way. Because how we doing it, it ain't working. He angry. At 46, I'm angry at 31. You angry at 16. You understand me? It's all Putting yourself in harm's way is not the way. No, it's not. You and the other your counterparts the same age and that have that same power. Y'all coming with a better way. Because we ain't doing it. Oh, my God. And I have a five-year-old son, oh my God. and it ain't happening. Mm. Who is it? Mm. Me. Yes. I marched four years ago. Keep Lamont Scott did the same shit y'all doing. The same 
exacting night after night after night. It don't matter. Come up with a better way. You understand me? tuning into the don't sleep on the couch podcast enjoy the show all right y'all so welcome back to another episode of don't sleep on the couch podcast it's your boy cash and to the right of me is mr prez back in the building let's get it this is what episode 53 i, I lost count man. i lost count a while yeah, ago, yeah i think like, it's, I, I definitely lost i think count it's 50 it. i think it's 53 man but uh but yeah it's another episode we got a new setup or whatever you know wife allowed me to move around a little bit so we got some space opened up in here we yep. back out up in here we can be in the same building again it's nice yeah for sure for he sure done definitely went and decked it out a little bit y'all probably can't see everything but uh the setup is different I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah, we we gonna upgrade as we go along, you know. But uh, man, uh, Hadrigo couldn't be here today. I know he wants to in light of uh, everything that's that's going on, but he has some other things to attend to. Uh, Perez, I gotta be honest, man. I was pacing the entire time, like coming, like leading up to this, even yesterday. Like, I don't think I really wanted to even have a pod, to be honest with you. But oh uh, yeah, man. I mean, just we, what. With everything that's going on, man, it's, it's definitely, and, and where we're located, man, it's a little bit uh, kind of separated from it all, but I feel like I'm right there in the midst of it still, uh, especially like the stuff that you must hit for us, like it's, it's affecting our work and stuff, so the topics came out about affecting the same thing, same black community within uh, even the military community. It came out that same week as all this other stuff was hitting. So everything is just building and putting everything on a, putting a spotlight on what should have been spotlighted four years ago when Kaepernick was taking a knee and and, and putting it in everybody purview. And then we get, we got it. Uh, we got people to just talked it down and did dislike the protest at that point. And now look where we at. If we had just opened up discussion and actually, you know, talked about the truth of what was going on, then I think we would be looking at a totally different topic. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of sad to see, man. Uh, you know, and I think we'll get into it to, you know, people that uh, that are our friends and family that are not black that we consider friends and family um, being that, you know, our military family, because this is what we know. This is what we've been doing for 20 years. And, um, you know, of course, this happens every single time something like this happens and there's an outrage. You know, people really show their true colors or they don't show any colors at all, yeah. which is equally as uh, it means something to me, too, when you when you're silent as well, as far as um, non-black friends and family that I have. But it's always like when you go back to the Kaepernick thing, it became about uh, the national anthem and all these other things that what he was kneeling for really didn't mean. You know what I mean? Um, it's right in our face again. Police brutality. Uh, the last three months have been fucking hell mentally. Like for me, like knowing that, yeah, we're in Germany. You know what I'm saying? And we we live a pretty good life. But at the same time, I can't say that I don't fear for my my brothers and sisters out there that are, you know, trying to fight the good fight and all so many different things and so many different it's being just, you know, thrown at them as far as the looting. Now the looting piece of this um is being thrown in our face as if all people that are looting are black. It's not. Everybody's taking advantage Obviously. of this situation. Mm -hmm. And you you're always going to have that if you do your history and know your knowledge, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what I got to say for that, man, as far as the correlation between it's always changing the, the goalposts and the argument of things. Yeah. And I can't, you know, we can't 
due to our political ties, not political ties, but to what we do day in and day out, we can't even talk about you know who in terms of the yeah. things that are be put being put out there um, on social media and you know being more concerned with not being being fact checked versus um, what you're actually saying and having the empathy for what black folks are going through. Um, and I just think it, it comes boils down to just you got to know your impact. You got to know where where you're at and what your words can actually say, do or influence. Uh, I mean, that's something we learn as like leaders. Uh, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be you got to choose your words wisely. You got to understand uh, how this can affect different cultures. Everybody, uh, I don't know, being the military, like we got people from all across and everybody has their different uh, society norms, depending on where they at, their cultural norms. And, uh, you know, working with all those different uh, personalities and making them all to just get to a single goal, uh, that's kind of what we what we do on a day-to-day basis. So uh, just being aware of that and just being aware, of just like, even though, like we, like I said, we may be over here, the fact that how we grew up, where we grew up, what we going through, what our family going through, what other people, families are going through on, on, on this end, it's still happening. It still affect you. And, uh, and, and during your off time, like when you're off duty and stuff right. like this, it's stuff that you still worry about. And that's, that's where it still comes into effect. And it's, it goes, like I said, in these situations, it's like, you got to be aware of that with your people all the time when you're managing people. So it's the same thing. Like, uh, just, just be respectful of what's going on and how it will affect the people around you. Yeah. And I highly encourage uh, all of those that, that wear the uniform still or work with people that wear the uniform, have the uncomfortable conversation the same way you want to talk about um, sexual abuse, the same way you want to talk about yes. inviting the LGBTQ community into the Air Force and what everything and not Air Force, but just into the military in general is the same way we have to address these type of racial issues, because now we're out we're out there, the National Guard's being sent to Minneapolis. Like we're we're involved. We're a part of society, you know, and and on top of that, you know, we're just a microcosm of society. Like we're no different than people outside of the uniform. Just look at the uh report that came out this week where it was talking about um the racial inequality in terms of promotions, yeah. um, in terms of um judicial and non judicial punishment, how black people are, are, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was staggering to read that all in the same week and nobody to talk to. Exactly. Nobody to talk to about it but you, yeah. but but Hadrico, but our friends, you know, in a group chat that have felt it, seen it, but you can't prove it. So you can't really say anything about it. You just got to fight the good fight, study harder next year, and work harder. You know, you're told to do all these different things. And uh, this was acknowledged as far as back as 2016 that there was... Disparities, you know, for things. So it's kind of like, damn, man, like all in one week. That that stuff I was talking about, about the racial disparities, that's nothing. But I'm just saying, like, I feel that every single time. I may not talk about it at work. I may not talk about it at home. But I feel these things every single time they happen. And it's just like enough is enough, man. Like enough is enough. And uh, I want you was hitting on some good points, and I was like, all this is amidst like all this COVID nineteen coronavirus quarantine teleworking, and so we can't have a bigger uh, uh, 
big meeting or anything like that to discuss it, where this usually in our line of work, it'd be discussed at a big town type meeting or, or, or at least a squadron unit type meeting. But it may be months before we can have those type of events. And these are all going to get glossed over and it's just swept up under the rug again. And it's just like, it's, it's nothing to bring up to talk about like in the now. And that's, that's, that was part of the portion that was like, uh, hitting me uh, real hard this week was just like, you know, I have all these issues. I got questions now that this report, when are we going to hear the the back end of what's going to happen on this? Or uh, what are the, what are my leaders thoughts on these, these issues? I'm never going to, I'm not going to get that until later if they still bring it up then, which we know how the way the news cycle and everything goes, it may be a while, like a while be, before we get to that. Or this would be something new. It'd be something new yeah. and just get completely glossed over and we coming back at this again two years from now on the same topic. It's just like ten, nine, ten minutes, man. You know, and then you have Philan uh Mr. Castile two years ago. Same thing, mm-hmm. Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Like it's like those people there, they they ready. They mm-hmm. they ready to explode. And again, you know, you can't mention the looting. And I'm talking about black and non-black people and not mention the other things. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to use your platform and your social media to mention the bad things, acknowledge the things that you see that are flat wrong when you see them. That's that all that I that elevated yeah, it to this point. That got to that point is like, you know, I, I forgot the term, but, I, you know, maybe I'm saying it wrong. But, um, you know, you can't continue to piss on me and tell me it's rain, man. Like at a certain point. Yeah. At a certain point, I'm gonna I'm gonna explode. Like you can't keep slapping me around like that bully in in school, and then the bully not get caught. But when my reaction is swift and and to the point, it may not make sense, and it may not be the right thing. But at that point, I've had enough. You know, um, I got a quick story, Prez. So I don't know if I told you this. So at work on Friday, I walk in, and a person, um, you know, I talk to every day, um. I don't think the person is a racist by no mean, but um, this is like tone deaf and why I say that we need to talk about these things out loud um, and, and people need to understand where people are coming from or what they're feeling. Like I said, just because I don't talk about all these things that are happening um, back home in the States doesn't mean that I'm not internalizing it and I'm not feeling it. Case in point, um, you know, he was talking about the riots and I know he knew I was in in the office. So he kind of kept talking about the riots and you know, oh, have you seen those riots, those people looting and all these different type of thing? Of course, I'm not going to jump and say, oh, those people would. I'm not going to be that guy to make everything, uh, <laughs> you know, a racist uh, comment. But then, you know, it got to me when he was saying, you know, I feel for those police and everything that they're going through. That's that's when it got me. So I had to get up, excuse myself uh, from the workplace, you know, and I took a good 20, 30 minute break to grab some breakfast some coffee and just to talk myself through like Keith if you say something crazy you know what I mean then you're going to be the one that's that's looked at as um, hyper aggressive because you're feeling away but this person has no idea how tone deaf they sound yeah you know and I think a couple um, shows ago not even two shows ago we had a show um, all about Ahmaud Arbery and how it made us feel and not even Two, three weeks later, here we are. We're here, we're here again. So, you know, these things are going to happen. The looting, the, the, um, whether it's right or wrong or however you feel, these things are going to happen until people's voices are heard. And I challenge everybody to find 
um, ways to get involved, even if you can't. I'm, I'm jotting down some some ideas here to kind of put out to you all in the comments or in our um, you know our show notes on different things that you need to research. Yeah. Uh, to figure out and how you can contribute, even if you're not on the front lines. I know some people have jobs that they can't leave. Some people have ailments because we're still in a pandemic. Yeah, like we're still in a pandemic. You have uh, people I just saw as I was coming up the steps. Uh, Nick Cannon, he got lupus. He has no business. No, oh, no, no business. Business being out being, there. Being um being out there. Oh. but he's out there. You know what I mean? And that's just like how some people are just riding. Uh, for the cause, you know what I mean. Of just we want to be treated as humans, and by we I mean black, black and brown people that look just like you and me, Prez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else I could probably say about that. Like, so uh, like when you speak of the tone deaf, like uh, conversation you was having, where uh, you said at work, it's 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 stuff like that. Like before you go out and say something, like if it's elevated to this point, realize that's probably a history. Behind it, do a, do yourself a little bit more favor. Pick up a book, read something, do a little bit more research, find out the injustices that have been done. Don't sit here and deny that they haven't been done because it's documented. This is stuff in our history. It's continually going on. It's, it's I mean, like to say that it don't exist is just being ignorant. Like it, it does and it has. And we didn't had our thank yous or I mean, our uh Excuse me. Our apologies come way too late. Tuskegee Airmen, uh, just uh, the Tuskegee experiments that happened in what we just got that what a couple years ago where they finally acknowledging uh, uh, saying that those injustices was done with the syphilis and all that stuff. It's like just the, just the injustice that's been done over and over and over and over again. No matter the rule change, something something is there to keep us in the the war on drugs. What it really enacted the three strike rule, uh, just keeping people in jail longer, the privatized prisons. Uh, you know, all this stuff is what's boiling up to get us to this point. And there needs to be instead of just the people going out there and interacting with the rioters or trying to trying to quell the protest, there needs to be a unified decision coming from all our leaders with a plan, a true plan or some new uh, legislative uh, policy, you know, for unified rules of engagement for police or something like that. The way they can't do these things. There has to be a plan and stuff to get together. I know we will eventually get there, but I mean, that's, that's why I was acting out because this, this is the same stuff that we've been talking about for years. And if they tried to protest and the protesting was done, people didn't like the pro the, the typical nonviolent protest. And this is what it ends up getting. If their voices still ain't being heard, it's the same thing you would do at any uh, relationship or anything you was in. If your voice wasn't getting heard, you're going to get up and leave or you're going to act out or something's going to elevate to a bad situation. Right. And everybody doesn't act out the same way in a, in a responsible manner. Like you can't expect that to happen when, when things are, are going on in, in, in society, you know what I mean? So you spoke earlier about um, words matter and we're we, we still being in a pandemic. That's, that's really all you got because certain people, we people still not going to work. People are still, um, you know, quarantined. So with that said, like everything that you type and you text, people are hypersensitive right now at this moment. And just certain shit you you say, if you feel that way, man, I, I'd rather if, you, if you're if you a white person or somebody that typically doesn't have to deal with this, um, you know, living black. You know what I mean? I highly encourage you just reach out to your your black friend if you have any 
and ask them questions. Um, ask them, how can I help? How are you feeling? Because those are the people that, that needs to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have those conversations off social media. I'm not the type of person to do uh, the social media back and forth yeah. things or, you know, I use my social media how I want to use it. If, t- if I post anything, um, I'm typically not going to have a, con- a back and forth with you because I- I- I'll probably hit you directly before before we go back with a back and forth because people can do this smart comment thing back and forth. But then when you have a conversation with them, the tone switches up completely. It switches up. It switches up completely. You can't sit behind your, your keyboard and yeah. do this. You know what I mean? So I mean, I think that we hit on this on past episodes, how I like prefer to be communicated anyway. You just call me, talk to me, come see me. Because what can get misconstrued behind an email, behind a, a text or something like that. So Yeah, definitely. Re- reach out. Reach out to people. Have these these difficult decisions. Have empathy when you have these uh, discussions. It, it doesn't need to be about which party you believe in, Democratic or Republican. It doesn't have to be about who's looting. It doesn't have to be about all these things. Just listen to people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Listen to what they've been through. Um, I don't know, Prez, if you've been in any situation, but I have been. Um, mm-hmm. I fit the description face down on the damn concrete. You know what I'm saying? And this is like from teenage years. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So what I, what I say, I say this to say um, or fearing for my life when I'm stopped in the middle of Idaho. You know what I mean? And yeah. and having the, I think every person that's in the military that's a black male has used the oh, uh, when I do hand you my license and registration, I accidentally hand you my military ID so that I can at least have if, if you have served or something like that, I can kind of you can kind of ease up on me to know that I'm not going to I'm not reaching for anything. Exactly. Uh, or like I do that all the time just to try to get my way out of being killed. You know what I'm saying? Or if I say, hey, I have a, a weapon in the car, which if I'm in the States, I will. If it's open carry, I will have a weapon in the car. So let me tell you that. But don't get trigger happy once I tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you exactly where it is. Just just listen, because that's the exact thing that happened to uh, Philando Castile. Yeah. He told you he had a weapon. What is Got with, jumpy. Uh, with his girlfriend and his kid in the car, right? Right. Got jumpy and with his girlfriend in the car and his kid. And I just saw a video from the um, his girlfriend and the kid's perspective Um maybe earlier this morning or yesterday and that like they were praying for him to be safe and to get through whatever they would get through after they heard the gunshot and that broke my heart too man like you know so you know to my brothers and sisters it's all right to cry it's all right to to feel how you feel it's all right to reach out to one another to have those discussions but um you know i'm not i don't know if all y'all familiar that's listening that you know of killer mike um rapper now active activist and rapper uh he was just speaking to like solution based powerful words yeah powerful words solution based acting and thinking right now and i think that's that's what we have to do um there's there's no way around it um is to to strategize behind closed doors um we don't have to do everything out in the open public um you know business our economics, it starts there, you know what I mean? And and kind of strategize to come up with a plan on how we can effectively move forward in each and every state and, and to change things or have different entities in every state and, and big them up, make make people known where what what the uh, the different functions are in each state to sign up for and be a part of uh local government things that, you know, I've been out of the states for quite some time, so I haven't been able to kind of do that, but I'll 
now research a lot more what I can do, even though I'm still a resident of New York, what I can do to have my voice heard and whatever that that can be, even if it's giving money um, to the to the protesters or the different organizations, they have to. You know, have money for hotel, room and board, all that stuff. So can you I can do in? a lot. Hey, hey, to cut you off, but let me cut in right there. No, the main thing that needs to be done is what we fight for, what your right is. And that is to vote. Go register up. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you go out there and actually vote this year. If you ain't, if you ain't doing it, like you, you're never going to get the change that you want to come about. If you're saying the process is the the. The process is broken and you don't want to be a part of that's definitely not going to get you the results that you need. You got to go up in there and the portion that we can affect. Uh, just make sure you, you you're voting and you get the right people up in there and you get these decisions and you make some movement that way. Uh, that's that's where you got to start at. And it's I mean, just do yeah. your research on who you want to vote for and uh, where you want to where, where you how they align with your life and your policies and make sure you vote accordingly to that way. Yeah, and never, never never stop learning. Like white people, black people, anybody that's that's involved with that cuz this seemed to be a white black issue, right? And police and non-police issue, but I highly encourage, you know, for the police officers out there, I know you all aren't bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I keep saying I have several friends that are yeah. police officers that I highly respect that they highly have talk down all of these these type of uh actions against police officers so that's not that's not my thing this isn't a war on police officers but everybody can use a little bit of education and see where we've been to know where we want to go so the vote it doesn't stop with the vote that's just just a, a start is utilizing your right to vote you know what i mean and i know the goal the the, the goal post has changed a lot with yeah. different um think different things happening in each state to where just just little things to where you you got to make sure you actually <laughs> and, and, are up and up with what the voting the the registration and how and um whether your vote is actually going to count or the times and and changing the polling stations I, I don't like, like that. I'm going to have to cut you off like don't think about if don't your, think vote about gonna, it. your vote going to count or what. Go vote. Go vote. It's your right and that is how you affect. It's definitely ain't going to count if you don't do it. If you don't do it, yeah, that's that's you're guaranteeing no change. You're guaranteeing it. So go vote and do locally. Locally, yeah. locally, most important. Yeah. Most important yeah. is um those. That's where. That's how the DA gets in. That's how uh, your mayor, all the local officials. I mean, just do then, what you have to do. And then once again, this is like the human toll. Like, come on, man. Like, let's be logical about this, man. I know if I sit here and I choke somebody, how long? Yeah, I can't have my hand around somebody's neck for four minutes and not expect them to die. It just ain't going to happen. I don't care about their prior health issues. I can't have my issues. knee on yeah. nobody's neck and not expect them to die. I can't. Words mean things. So when you say, I'm going to have to do it, and you add certain key phrases or key things up in there because you know it can escalate it a little bit further, you know what you're doing. You're, you're exercising a right that most some of us don't have. Uh, uh, and this is what they would come by and say privilege, you know. Yeah. Uh, so be 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 mindful of those things, and and let's let's quit with all the nonsense. We know there's bad people in every subset of of uh, society, every subset, of every part uh, subset of a race. Certain percentages are gonna do bad things and stuff like this. So we're not saying that it's gonna be everybody, but don't 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 play ignorant like 
they didn't know that they was going to kill somebody. You know exactly if you put so too much force uh, against somebody, how much it's going to damage them. You know exactly if you hold somebody's neck or hold, uh, stop somebody from breathing for a certain amount of time, it's going to cause them to die. Like, let's, <laughs> and you don't, it, it's just a simple readjustment. Let somebody get a grasp of air. And you can keep on if you got to hold them down. They're not gonna like. Right, he was handcuffed though. Perez. like so at that point, like there's no more to be done. Like, what is he gonna do? Do a super damn ninja kick? Like, come like, what is he gonna do at that point? Like, you didn't have to continue to do that, you know. And it's already with the you know um, the medical examiner and the DA that's already coming out with a lot of different things like the pre uh, health conditions and all these other things. Like we've seen this before. We've mm-hmm. seen this before to where. Okay, the guy's fired or they're put on, um, excuse my language if I'm not quoting the exact wording right, but they're um, put on temporary leave, administrative administrative leave. leave. And we've seen this before. Like, we want a conviction. We want somebody to be made an example out of. I don't care what that man was doing. It was counterfeit. If it was counterfeit money, if that becomes true, I don't know if that was that's true. That's just something that they've thrown out there. But I don't care what they say about that man's past, about his jail history, about anything like that. He served his time. You know, he was becoming an active member of society and he did not deserve that. That's a citation and keep it pushing. Give him fifty hundred dollar citation for whatever it is. And keep it pushing, man. And even if he didn't want to go willingly, by the time you have the handcuffs on him, it is over and done with. Take him downtown. Do what you need to do. But at least that man is still living. That's our issue is the the, the 10 minutes of choking and putting excessive force on it. And then now the spin cycle occurs. And now we got to go through through this again. Um, but nobody said nothing about... Um, you know, when the female house got shot shot up, like the hus- her boyfriend just got out of jail uh, last week, I believe, um, from firing a warning shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they they ran they up didn't in announce the announce themselves. Yeah, because they didn't announce themselves, so like he he had to go to jail for that. Like that that's blows my mind. Right? There's a process. There's a process. But when the process don't apply to a certain subset, or or it's not being acted on in the same manner as when there's another another race or somebody involved, then that's your problem right there. You get where people are coming from. If the process is, if they lock that guy up because he did something wrong, then this guy did something wrong, and we're, we're going to wait for the evidence. That's going to be difference right there. That, you, you're seeing where everybody's coming from? Like, yeah. that shouldn't be the thing. You got, ten minutes, be. you got 10 minutes of video. What what more evidence do you need to see? You got 10 minutes of him being handcuffed already. You know what I'm saying? So what more do you need to see? I don't care what happened before that. Unless unless he threatened him with some type of weapon or whatever the case. I don't, threatened with a weapon. He didn't have a weapon. He didn't have a weapon. So that's my point. Like there's nothing, There's nothing to say like from people that feel any different type of way to know that this that wasn't a monstrous demonic attitude to have towards another human like i wouldn't do that to my worst enemy like you know what i'm saying like nobody deserves death you know what i mean but if this you know the cops sometimes cops are and not all cops but a lot of them are acting because they have this blue shield and this this immunity of sorts to be able to finagle their way out of these things even when you know, I, I don't have it pulled up, but like the different manslaughter, one, two, three, or murder, like all these different type of things, like the stuff gets scaled back to such a degree that, you know, in a few months from now, 
we're going to move on from it because the protesters don't have enough to stay out there for months on end to make sure to put pressure on these ju- on these grand juries and these grand juries of- often make decisions in secret so you don't know you know what's happening what's really being said what's, you know what's really being said behind closed doors um unless you follow the case intently and then we're all going to go back to our normal lives and then this is going to happen again i, I guarantee you before the summer's over something else is going to happen again and we're going to be right back here having another episode about listen to us listen to our cries listen to our issues um the same way we can listen to everybody else's issues is the same way that we want to be heard and we want things to be changed expeditiously we don't we don't want to wait several years for the police departments and and the training you know to be changed like lawyers go to school for 8 years you know People in the police department get trained for, you know, around eight to 12 weeks, roughly, depending on where you're at. You see that disparity? You know what I mean? Like you, I'm, 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 I'm done, man. I, yeah, I, I can't speak. on. Like I, like I said, though, I don't want y'all to lose the point uh, when you're speaking to somebody and you're coming across, please come off with an educated uh educated remark, know you did a little bit of history, understand the plight that they're talking about, understand the whole situation fully. Uh, Don't get lost that this is just about the one moment. It's not about one moment. It's all the stuff that I'm built. And this was like that, the the defining moment. Like, uh, I mean, you look in American history, you talk about the Boston Tea Party. I mean, like that's what everybody say, a kick it off. But it was all the stuff that was being done, the misrepresentation and all this stuff leading up to that. It's the same thing. Like it's it's other it's other uh, items uh, that in our history that have led up to this, and then now this is the tipping point. So make sure you come well educated. Don't jump on just this one thing, and because uh, if you get me in the conversation and you're holding it just this one thing, I'm gonna tell you you already lost because it's it's not about one thing. It's not. It's what we had to go through day in, day out, well, how I grew up, how how we had to walk, how we had to do about things. Like you say, when we get pulled over, it's a whole different scary story uh, compared to when I've been in the car with some other people and they was the drivers and stuff like this. They, they're not scared. Like, But in our situation, like it's like, ooh, well, I'm going to do everything completely right. I'm not going to mess up. And then... You still see when you see people still do it, do it that way, announce everything and still get shot. And because of this, it's it's crazy. It's just flat out crazy. Yeah. This is what we got to teach our kids and how we're how we're raising our kids what to watch out for. And it shouldn't be that way. Uh, they should have the same. They should, we should teach our kids the same way y'all teach our kids and everything. Yeah. It shouldn't be, hey, you got to be scared. You got to be on point. You got to be on this. Like, you should be able to relax and just live your life just like everybody else. Right. If you come into it, you know, be able to talk to somebody and actually talk your way through through a situation. Right. So so that's that's where it's coming from. Like I said, be very aware of how you grew up, where you grew up may not be the same as the way somebody else grew up, how their family's still going through, what they're going through, the the life situation uh that they've been that they have compared to yours. So uh try to be a little bit knowledgeable and respectful on that portion when you mention anything uh on these topics. And, if, and like you right, said, at the end of the day, what do you have to lose by being empathetic? Nothing changes about your life, especially if you're not a black or brown person. Nothing changes about your life if you 
have a little empathy and, and sit down. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? If you call yourself a friend and you respect me or whatever the case may be, reach out. Let's have a conversation. Um, you see this, you feel a different type of way. Let's have a conversation. I'm willing to hear your side of the story. Um, but be sure you're going to hear my side too. Um, and you're going to hear um, my I only mentioned one thing that happened to me in my past as far as being, you know, pulled over several times and and I've had bad encounters. You know, I've had I fit the description on three occasions. I only told you about one. So those are things that I keep hitting deep down inside. You know what I mean? And these these things, I just want to find a way some solutions, man. That that's really all I want. I don't want I don't want anybody else to just keep, you know, dying over senseless shit because somebody in power feels like they can just do that and their lives isn't worth a damn yeah so you know with that said do the education stamp from the beginning you know what i mean great book i'm on chapter nine right now i've been meaning to get to it um there's so many other books uh and if you guys you know want to reach out to us for that like i got several different links of things that you could start with short reads long reads um but but do your education on things before you talk to your your black and brown friends about the things that they're going through, and then maybe you'll understand. So, Stamp from the Beginning does a good job of uh, going back through all of history of how you know uh, our societies became intertwined, and uh, the laws and the changes within laws, the constant new things that have been put up, how religion has played into it, how. Uh, uh, our leaders has been taken and, and and all this is in here and it gives you good explanation. It tells you about uh, indoctrine, uh, racism, like uh, what's it called? Not indoctrine, uh, institutionalized yeah, racism. Institutionalized. Yeah. Uh, like it gives you good background on all that and, and explains it pretty well in that book. And it gives you great examples of what what is what it's talking about. On all those, and it gives you from the different points of key figures throughout history, and they ain't talking about just black figures. You know, it gives you from a point of uh, uh, you got Cotton Mather, uh, you got Cotton Mathers, you okay. got Jefferson, you have uh, Benjamin Franklin has a portion on that loop, uh, has uh, Abraham Lincoln talking about this throughout history, just just like how they impacted and what their impact was on all these racial tensions and stuff like that that happened during their times and what they did to change or affect it negatively or positively in those situations. Like I said, this, 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 um, part of the, the pod can go on and on and on. And, um, you know, I, I want to have these conversations a lot more. I want to have these conversations, um, behind closed doors and not necessarily on video. Um, you know, with people that actually care about making some changes in terms of police brutality. And that's in terms of just our history in general and, and how we feel when these things happen. And then on the flip side, the military side, um, you know, I want to have those conversations as well uh, with you all in regards to what we brought up early in regards to the, you know, promotion inequalities, the promotion rate, the judicial and non-judicial punishment. I want to have those conversations too. Like you can't, so, you can't so, ro- roll over those things and think that people aren't, aren't paying attention. So on that, like you say, like we know we got a zero, uh, zero policy, like zero tolerance, zero tolerance policy on all these things, right? Zero tolerance policy. But you just gave me a document saying that here we have been messing up and we acknowledged it. We acknowledge it. 
But how is anybody getting punished? If you had a zero tolerance for it, how has nobody's been punished at any of this time? Like from your report, it has to be where you saying this person, you know, did a little bit of injustice over here to this person. So where's the punishment? Like, is that person getting you do he owe uh, his pay getting docked? Because this is things that they do uh, when, right. when you go in the military. Right. Like, I wanna... They can dock your pay. Is a rank getting taken? Is uh, they make they moving them to a different position? Like, don't just tell me that. Oh, yeah, we admitting we wrong. Like, no, you got a zero tolerance policy. This is your policy. And you enacted on several uh, black uh Military members, that's what you said. This document came out and told you. Then what are you doing to correct that? Don't just tell me that, hey, yeah, we have did wrong. No, I want to know what are you doing if you got a zero tolerance policy. Then these are the type of questions that I say, like, I want to confront my commander. I want to confront my. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I saw uh, this. How do you how do you feel about it? How let's, do you feel about it? Let's this talk because, about it. You and know uh, I, mean? I think it need to be a town hall discussion within like you, you just can't release a type of document like that that says Says, yes, we've been doing this. We acknowledge it, <laughs> but we ain't doing nothing. To and fix it. like y'all, you know what I mean. Y'all knew this was coming. You knew this report was going to be, um, you know, written, posted online. So, what do, what do you have to say about it? Um, educate me on how people are being promoted. I know they look at um, the uh, the races on people being promoted um, and how that that uh, correlates throughout the leadership. You know what I mean? And of course, it's hard when I don't see a lot of um, black leaders. You know what I mean? When I'm talking about um, colonels, I'm talking about 06s, and I'm talking about generals. There's some out there, but, you know, they far, you know, everybody else but black people far outweigh <laughs> what I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So very disproportionate when it comes right. to the illicit side, to the officer side. Why is that? Uh, you know, give us some answers along with uh the documents that you're putting out there are saying like your findings and stuff like this. Right, I'm not. I'm not begging. I ain't begging for a promotion. I don't want to promote. That's that's. that's I mean, I would take a promotion. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, that's not. I just want to know I have a fair chance every time I go up because I'm busting my ass for my country day in and day out, just like many of the the great brothers that I associate myself with, uh, yourself and Hadrico. Uh, you know, being two of them that we bust our ass daily. For this country and to to see something like that and then to see something like um, what's happening back in the States, the shit is just a slap in the face yeah. over and over and over again. But Pres, let's... And, and, the, uh, well, and the rules are changing too. <laughs> I, I wanted to... I, the I rules wanna, are changing. You know, I'm like, tra- I'm we trying got, to get off before I got, say something crazy. Because the rules are definitely changing where the statute of limitations and stuff like this, because we've seen how like, no, if you're a rapist in the eighties, you're a rapist. Now you can still get charged. So like, Hey, they, they realize the flaws in those laws and they're enacting that certain point. So, Hey, if you saying it was a zero tolerance policy this whole time, like you're saying it now you tell me 20 years ago or 10 years ago that you did the study on this right here or five years ago. And you found like hey, these people were, uh, mm-hmm. uh, showing some type of prejudice at some point inadvertently or, or, or directly, uh, then there should be punishment. There should be. Yeah, we're going to leave it on that. So uh, take what you will from this uh, this TED Talk from uh, <laughs> from Prez. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, yeah, we, I, you know, I have faith that things have changed. But, you know, brothers and sisters, talk to your sons, your daughters, your aunties, your nephews, your cousins, and... You know, uh, you know, if you're in a position of power to kind of talk to them and educate them, then it kind of starts at home. And, and I know that's what many of you brothers and sisters been doing. So 
Yeah, let's continue to have these talks, unfortunate talks about how you have to move and operate out here in society, but you have to have those talks until society changes itself. Yep. So with that said, man, um, you know, DSC out. Yo, it's your man, Rodrigo, from the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Hey, do me a favor, man. Go to all your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook. Find us, DSC underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Hit us up. Peace.